Hello everyone! Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, I have returned from my vacation. Um, I'm also realizing that this is like one of the first trips I've taken post-COVID. Um, so I was like, why does it feel like it's been forever since... It has been. I've had like... It has been. It turns out it has been. There's a very loud fire truck outside. Yeah, um, I heard that. Wow! Bow, bow, bow. Um, yeah, like, because all of my other, like, I've taken, like, staycations, but normally when I have a staycation, we just, like, still record podcasts because I'm around. Yeah. So it feels weird uh, to be coming back to podcasts after like a couple weeks off so um maybe i might be kind of rusty i don't know we'll <laughs> see um it's okay last monday I... while you were gone i was like well it's a good thing i don't have podcast today because i only got one day off this week and that is monday oh my god so i would have had like half a day off and the rest of it like well... i enjoy recording podcast that's fine I do not enjoy editing podcasts. <laughs> that is so fair and valid of you. But you were free because I I was gone. I was hoping I would do some sewing. Nope. Hung out with my nephew because well, he was going to get himself in trouble otherwise. Caught him climbing the cat tree. I'm like... Let's go outside and climb on things we're allowed to climb on, huh, bud? <laughs> oh my god. And then we, uh, quote-unquote, we quote-unquote played Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Which is just, we reenacted one of the Minecraft videos he's seen. Oh, okay, so not the video game, like, kind of LARPing Minecraft. Kind of LARPing Minecraft, yes, that's okay. a good way to put it. Uh, we LARPed Minecraft. <laughs> wow. I love kids. Yeah. He has Minecraft on his phone that he can play. But he wants well, to go that... outside and be all like, no, we're gonna defeat the Ender Dragon. And I'm like, alright, what do we need to defeat the Ender Dragon? And then he tells me and we go find materials. <laughs> That's, that's I I love kids. Kids what's are going, great. What's going on? <laughs> but All yeah, right. I, d I did that yesterday too. So uh, spoiler alert for later. <laughs> I have not read any comics. <laughs> that's fine because I have a bunch of random things to talk about. Nice. Um, so it works out. Um, anyways. I thought we could talk about the Guardian, who is a Golden Age DC character, um, who is uh, the character that the Newsboy Legion is, like, connected to, because I was like, well, it's not enough to do an episode on the Newsboy Legion, but there's <laughs> probably enough to do an episode on the Guardian and then talk about the Newsboy Legion in there. Um... So that was my thought process. Um, there's also not... The Guardian is not, like... 
I'm glad you found a way to talk about the Newsboy Legion. <laughs> I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it somehow. Um, You're like, the, I am talking yeah, the, about these kids. This is extremely capes yeah. and trapes core. Yeah, it really is. This is this is what this is what the podcast is all about. Um, the Guardian is also not like a super prominent character, as I'm sure. People can probably guess because I'm guessing a lot of people listening to this aren't necessarily familiar with The Guardian, um, but is more prominent, has been around more than the Newsboy Legion, who are like sidekicks to The Guardian, and also um, has had some odd twists and turns throughout his history. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about. And here we go. Um, so the Guardian was a creation of Joe Simon and Jack Kirby uh, in 1942. Uh, so this is during the golden da- golden age of comics. Um, significantly predates Jack Kirby's more well-known partnership with Stan Lee, where he would, you know, create uh, a bunch of characters at Marvel. But uh, it is uh, shortly after uh, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby also co-created Captain America. Uh, So in case, I think this, this has definitely come up before in this podcast, if people aren't aware... Captain America was originally created in the 40s and just kind of had, you know, his, like, regular Captain America backstory. And then in the 60s, they brought him back with the, you know, additional backstory of, like, oh, he got, you know, frozen and now he's, like, back and it's the 60s, but he's from the 40s. Um... So that was one of the kind of, uh, that was how they carried him over from, you know, the surviving Marvel Golden Age characters. Yeah, the Um, Golden Age was a lot of like, hey, we should probably get into World War II because they're doing fucked up stuff over there. Hey, what if we just made some superhero comics to make people go, yeah, maybe we should fight the Nazis. And, you know... (laughs) Maybe Nazis are bad. These... (laughs) these cool guys really want to punch the Nazis, and I think we should listen to them. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say that it worked. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Listen, Jack Kirby was at his little sketch pad going like, I want to punch a friggin' Nazi so bad. And he would've. God, he was ready. (laughs) Um, anyways, I mentioned Captain America because, uh, the Guardian is also... Um, just kind of a guy who has a shield. <laughs> well, it's the golden age of comics. It's you the could, golden age you of comics. You could do whatever you wanted. You, you, you really could. You, they were just, they were just making up guys left and right. And most of the guys were just sort of like a guy with like one gimmick. Um... So, uh, the Guardian is a man named Jim Harper, 
if that uh, last name sounds familiar, he was, in fact, later retconned to be Roy Harper's great-uncle. Um, presumably, I, I, presumably because they gave Roy that name, and then at some point somebody was like, we got another character with the last name Harper. Um, and it's like, yeah, sometimes people have the last name, it doesn't mean they're related. <laughs> Sometimes people have the same last name, but I feel like in, like, a shared fictional universe, it, like, <laughs> just raises enough questions that they'd be like, okay, sure, whatever. Um, but yes, as fine, far they're as related. I, God, leave yeah, me alone. God. Um, it is, I mean, I found this out while I was looking up The Guardian, so it has not come up, I don't think, in anything I've read with Roy, and I don't even know if they've ever, like, interacted in a comic book. Maybe it's just, like, um, one of those, like, DC encyclopedia things. They're, like, fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody just put that in an entry, and somebody reads it, like, ten years later. They're like, he's what? He's what? Well, Did well, we do I this? Guess, I guess we're gonna put that in the Wikipedia. Like, sure. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Jim Harper's backstory is that he is... An orphan uh, who grew up in the suicide slum neighborhood of Metropolis. Um, I love these big cities and their crime alleys and their suicide slums. Yeah, it's it's really, it's It's like, what are we going to call it? (laughs) Yeah. So people know know that this place is bad. This place Um, sucks. Like how do, how do you know it sucks? Look at it. It's called suicide slum. You people don't <laughs> live based... here. They die here. <laughs> Just a terrible terrible place. Um so uh as a youth, uh he and his best friend Leo um ended up kind of becoming like petty criminals to get by um until jim was uh sort of uh rescued by a man named joseph morgan um who was at the time using the name nat milligan i think this may be another retcon where it's like they wrote they just made up some random guy and then they were like actually we want this to be the same guy as these other stories, so we'll just say he was using a fake name. Um, because Joseph Morgan is, uh, the boxer, um, who trained Ted Grant, Wildcat, nice. um, as well as, uh, the original Adam, Al Pratt, the guy who is called the Adam just because he was real little. <laughs> He was he was just a little guy, like not superhumanly little, just a little guy. He was just a short king. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was his superpower. So, uh yeah, this guy for whatever reason seeks out Jim Harper and offers to train him to become uh an athlete and Jim finds some success in that, uh, and then ends up returning to Suicide Slum and ultimately, uh, becoming a cop. 
Great. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is really, so he, like, goes looking for his childhood best friend, um, and finds out that his childhood best friend is still doing crime. Um. Why would you look into that as a cop? Like. Well, so prior to becoming a cop, he. Okay. Finds out that his childhood best friend is still doing crime. He like imagine uh, doing crime with your best friend and then becoming a cop and being like, I wonder if my friend still does crime. Just, uh, let, let me, me just, find out. Let me go check that out. Um, then it's like, what were you his, planning on doing with that information? Yeah, you better think long and hard about what you're gonna do with that information before you seek it out, my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. No, his his friend ends up uh being killed by the mafia Aww. because of the crime he was involved in. And now Jim's like, I, in order to stop this crime, I will become a cop. Uh, and then he becomes a cop. And, and he's like, oh shit, I can't he, do anything about the mafia. I can't do anything about the mafia. Um... It's not, it's not even about the mafia. This is, like, this is, this is the 40s. So it's like, yeah, obviously we don't have, like, a lot of, uh, we've thought more about police and policing in general as a society in 2023. Um, but it's like, he is like, he's a cop and he's getting harassed all the time by, the people of Suicide Slum, because he's a cop. Uh, yeah. And then... The writers are like, he became a cop and that was a mistake. Yeah. Um, and then he gets, like, attacked one day by just a bunch of kind of, you know, random street criminals um, for They're being like, a cop. get out of here. Get out of here. And then he's like, okay, well... Clearly being a cop is not enabling me to, uh, like, properly deal with all these criminals. So <laughs> being I'm gonna a cop become a isn't vigilante. letting me solve crime. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I love how this fictional man from the 1940s figured out that cops don't stop crime. Yeah. And people but now are just like, but... What about crime? And it's like, dude, they knew in the 40s. Cops don't stop crime. Look at this comic book. Cops, <laughs> cops don't stop crime. But it also, like, has this kind of air of, like, oh, man, as a cop, I'm not, like, allowed to just do whatever I want to criminals. So oh. I need to be a vigilante. Bummer. It's like, it's a very, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. Um, but again, it's, it's the 40s, so... Um, I, w I will say, in Jim Harper, the Guardian's defense, um, <laughs> one of the, uh, first things he does in his vigilante career, um, so he, he just goes and he just, like, buys a costume and a shield and is like, here I go, I'm a vigilante now. And he has his, you know... He's a he's a trained athlete, but other than that, <laughs> he's he's just he's just going for it. Um, so he buys like a uh gets like a blue costume, 
with a gold helmet and a gold shield. Um, and uh, he starts stopping crime. Um, one of the first things that happens is he uh, encounters a group of newsies um, trying to rob a store. Um, now, newsies, why are you doing that? <laughs> now, newsies, well, they live in Suicide Slum, so... They but they <laughs> could start a union. They could, listen, They have. if you think about it... They have it, the example could, of the Newsboys Union from 1899. <laughs> yes, there is precedent. If they it's only not watched that long ago. the 1993 documentary newsies... <laughs> It was Kenneth based Ortega. off of a real labor It's based movement. on a real story. <laughs> Racetrack tells you at the beginning <laughs> that this is real and it happened. And you're like, thank you, my friend Racetrack. <laughs> thank you for this. Um, Gods. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I should have known this was a mistake. We're just going <laughs> to immediately start talking about Newsies 1993. Um... I believe it's 1992. Oh, no, you're right. It is 1992. Let me just, um, um actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually. Uh, anyways. So, the, uh, Newsboy Legion, um, they're all, they're all boys. They're four, four young newsboys. Uh, there's Tommy, Big Words, Gabby. And Scrapper. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah. One of them is, uh, the leader. One of them's the smart one. One of them's the one who talks a lot. And one of them is the one who is ready to fight. <laughs> I wonder um, which is and, which. And, yeah, at any given moment. So, uh, the Guardian encounters them, uh trying to steal some money um they get arrested and then as uh jim harper during their trial he uh steps in and is like okay um i don't <laughs> i don't think sending these children to jail is going to do anything to help them? Then why did uh, you arrest them, sir? <laughs> well, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I possibly... He's just, sitting, he's just sitting in his room at night, like, thinking about these kids going to prison. And he's like, oh, God. He's like, wait. Oh, wait no, a I fucked up. Wait uh, a he was hey. He was visited by three ghosts. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, wait, guys, is prison bad? Hey, does prison not help us? Does prison fuck up your brain and, like, make it extremely hard to reintegrate back into society once you, quote-unquote, do your time? Hey, does prison actually help with recidivism rates? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no, shoot. I think there's an underlying socioeconomical problem that we should address <laughs> but instead of sending people to prison. Oh, God. What have I done? Oh, God. Well... I can't really solve that whole situation as one man, but I guess I can prevent these four children from going there. Um, so Olivia and he, I are two of the three ghosts that visited him the night before. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, so he, uh, this, this is cute. This is cute and on brand, uh, for me. He argues with the judge that, uh, he should become the boy's guardian, uh, do they not no have intended. parents? They don't have parents! Okay. Yeah, they don't have parents. They're orphan newsboys out on the street trying to make their way in the world. Okay, I wasn't sure if, like, their families were just also living in poverty, so the kids took it upon themselves to rob a store, or... Just no. like, um... these kids have parents, but this guy's like, hey, these kids are mine now. And the I'm court's like, children. I guess. I guess. Um, sure. Yeah, he offers to become their guardian, um, and then basically as soon as the children have a single moment, they run away. Yeah, because he's, he's like, a no, cop. I'm trying to help. Um, and they're like, you're a cop. You're a cop. And then We he... don't trust you. Um, he finds them again, um, like, doing jobs for a, uh, more dangerous criminal called Frankie the Fence. It just sounds um, like he f- fences things. People sell him stolen goods, and he resells the stolen goods. What's so dangerous about that? <laughs> That's fine. That's a legitimate business model. Yeah. Leave him alone. Um, like, that's what a lot of, you know, countries do. The colonization. <laughs> this is... <laughs> they just steal stuff and a... then sell it to other people. This is such a political episode today. I know! We're just getting really, really spicy. I mean, not that spicy. <laughs> it's all pretty, like, well-established takes. But it's like, man, we're just really just getting opinionated. <laughs> I mean, um, it. I feel like there's a lot to, one, the golden age, <laughs> to any character that desi- decides to become a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three newsboys, always political, to us. <laughs> <laughs> to us, specifically. Absolutely. Um, but, anyways, he... Finds the boys again. He manages to help them get out of some trouble. He's like, will you please just come stay with me so you can stop doing crime? Um, And they do agree. um, And there's some kind of, uh, you know, a a running thread about, like, him trying to keep his, like, vigilante identity a secret from them. um, And they, like sort of suspect it, but they don't know for sure. Um, and this, I think, is cute, obviously. I think the, I, I mean, Guy just adopts four Newsies, and then is like, oh, shit. I got all shit, these Newsies what, now. What did I, what, how am I, guess, how, how am I supposed to hold all these Newsies? <laughs> yeah. Me, me for my whole life. Um, and, uh, that's, you know, what, his early adventures kind of look like he's fighting you know mostly street level crime uh because he doesn't have any superpowers uh he's raising these newsies 
he um joins the all-star squadron at some point um i think as like kind of a uh retcon thing because the all-star squadron was like stories being told in the 80s about golden age characters so at some point they retcon in like oh yeah he joined the all-star squadron and teamed up with them um and uh that that's what the baseline for the guardian is um at some point it's revealed that in addition to roy um he also has a couple other like nieces or grand nieces and nephews um one of whom is a uh woman named jamie harper who ends up working for the gcpd um who shows up in like some 2000s batman comics kind of mostly like um working with robin um and then um okay then some kind of weird stuff happens because in 1970 um jack kirby comes back to dc from uh marvel because he has a falling out with stanley um and he starts working on his like fourth world stuff um but he starts off writing jimmy olsen and kind of seeding some things for like the fourth world dark side new gods stuff in there um and introduces i think for the first time project cadmus which becomes a recurring like science organization of uh questionable morality <laughs> in the dc universe sometimes um, they make clones <laughs> som- sometimes they make clones funny you should bring that up um, oh good <laughs> So, Jack Kirby introduces a new Newsboy Legion who are working at Project Cadmus. They're adults, and they're the sons of the original Newsboy Legion um, who grew up and uh, are all basically identical to <laughs> their respective fathers and also use the same names. Well. Um uh-huh. I mean, why not? So they show up working for Project Cadmus. They show up in some of these, like, Jimmy Olsen stories. Uh, and then, so I think, okay, so at Project Cadmus, it's uh revealed that Project Cadmus has cloned jim harper at some point jim harper the guardian died and uh project cadmus cloned him um and that the new newsboy legion i think assisted with this because they were like uh you know around throughout his life and then they got these jobs with project cadmus and they were like get some of jim harper's dna and they were like okay um, <laughs> I guess we can do that. I guess we can do that. 
and then they they do they do uh, this gets so confusing. At some point they do a weird retcon where originally it's like, oh yeah, he like died and then we cloned him and then it turns out post crisis no later than post crisis at some point they're like oh no we were cloning him and then the newsboys told him we were cloning him and he got upset and he broke into project cadmus and was trying to you know find the clones and uh one of the security guards shot him and then we were like oh no he's dead but i at least we have this clone um and it's it's very <laughs> It's very odd. It's just an odd direction to go. But it is, like, it is Jack Kirby's character. So, I mean, one, odd things are going to happen. And two, I guess... He can I do guess, whatever he wants. If, yeah, if that's if that's what you want to do. Um, if it makes you happy. Later, later, they retcon it to be like, oh, actually, the first clone ran away. So the clone that we saw wasn't even the original clone. They just kept making more clones after the first one. So, on top of all this, after Crisis on Infinite Earths, they retcon in that, um, actually, this new adult newsboy legion, um, newsman legion, um, they're not actually the sons of the original Newsboy Legion. They are, in fact, clones <laughs> of sure. the original Newsboy Legion. Sure, why, why did not? Why they clone four newsies? For fun. For fun? I think, I think presumably because they were, like, working for Cadmus that they, like, volunteered no. to be cloned. No, just for no, fun. just for fun. Just because they felt like it. Because they wanted to see... To prove that they could, um, they're like, well, a bunch of newsies. it's easy to get the DNA of a bunch of kids who are running around. Yeah, exactly. They're leaving DNA freaking everywhere. Um, but, uh, so, the, uh, Newsboy clones do, uh, like, turn up in a few various stories like, after this reveal, both, like, working with Project Cadmus and then eventually, like, turning against Project Cadmus because it turns out that they're, uh, extremely shady, um, and, uh, working. Mostly they show up in, like, Superman and Jimmy Olsen stuff. Um, I don't think they have turned up for quite a while. Um, because <laughs> it's kind of nuts. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the Guardian, meanwhile, so we find out that the first Guardian clone, um, moved, uh, to New Mexico, where he met, um, the <laughs> vigilante named Vigilante, um, his name is Greg Saunders, and his superhero name is simply Vigilante and has been working with him and then at some point finds a a female clone a female guardian clone who's a child named Gwen and adopts her I listen 
can you, I mean, maybe, maybe she's trans, I guess is the explanation. I'm like, can you clone somebody to be a different sex I than they know. are? I don't think so. it seems like that would so. be not a clone. I don't believe that is possible. Okay. Well, the answer, I guess, is that um, the Guardian has a trans daughter um, who's his clone and moves back to Metropolis with her. Most of these kind of uh, reveals and stuff are happening in the 2000s. Um, And he um, shows up a few times in like a couple of Superman stories. Um, He's around Metropolis. Um, He at some point joins uh, a group called the Science Police, um, which is pretty funny. Um, But he has not done a whole lot. Um, And I also was not aware that the Guardian who's been around for the past however many years is in fact a clone. Um, Which I did find kind of delightful and odd (laughs) um a couple other kind of uh weird little offshoots uh one is uh mal duncan i love you mal duncan i love you mal duncan um mal duncan who is a uh member of the original teen titans um dc's first uh african-american superhero technically um he initially when he joins the teen titans he does not have uh superpowers or superhero identity or anything he's just a guy (laughs) who is helping the teen titans but uh his first superhero identity um he uh finds the Guardian's costume somewhere. Um, and he's also given this, like, sort of, like, mech suit, almost, that gives him, like, super strength. Uh, and he takes, uh, he becomes, like, the second Guardian. Um, at some point he does meet, not the original Guardian, but he meets the clone of the original Guardian, who is, like, fighting against an evil clone, partly based on himself, who's trying to take over Cadmus, uh, and helps him out. Um, this does, this doesn't last super long, because after this he gets a, um, a super-powered horn, uh, and he becomes Hornblower, and later, uh, Herald. Herald is a better name. Her- yeah, Harold is a way, way, way better name. Um, Hornblower is not a good superhero name. I will say that. I was like, listen, Mal, I love you. That that one is a dud. <laughs> Mal, um, maybe take that one back to the drawing board, my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he and then he leaves. He comes back with Harold. You're like, that one's cool. It's much better. Um, thank you. Yes. There's, uh, 
also a guardian. So uh, Grant Morrison does this series called uh, Seven Soldiers, which is uh, a 2000s series um, that is based on the Seven Soldiers of Victory, which was a, uh, like, short-lived Golden Age team. Um, and I, I don't think Grant Morrison Seven Soldiers is canon, um, because it's very, I, I haven't read it. I should read it. It's very Grant Morrison. It's like, you know, kind of like, weird and like very meta uh and you know philosophical and uh dark and one of the characters in it is a new version of the guardian um called Manhattan Guardian who is a black man named Jake Jordan um and so <laughs> This, this version, possibly this version <laughs> of the Guardian, um, showed up during Infinite Frontier in one of the Infinite Frontier stories as, like, the new Guardian. Um, I don't, I don't know if this is, like, if it's just, like, the same guy from the same story, or if Seven Soldiers is even canon, or if it's just, like, Based on that guy, like, here's the version of this guy who exists in the actual DC universe. Um, unclear. Unclear on all of it. Also, I don't, I don't know if he's shown up again since the Infinite Frontier mini he was in, where he showed up with, um, a new Mr. Miracle, who I also don't know if they've shown up again. Um, <laughs> the thing about Infinite Frontier is they were introducing a lot of new character concepts. Um, and it seems like, like some of them stuck and some of them, uh, seem to have not because there were so many. They're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. They were really, um, throwing a lot, a lot of spaghetti. Um, but, uh, I do think making the guardian a black man is like a very, deliberate choice um as it pertains to the uh copishness <laughs> of the original guardian story um so i think it would be like an interesting take on the character and like a way to kind of comment on you know policing and vigilantism and and various other things um but i don't know whether uh anybody has any plans for him or if you know i mean it's comics so someone at some point is probably gonna be like hey what happened to that guy i want to write a story about him um <laughs> hey what but... happened to that guy can i use him and they're like well sure we're not doing anything else with him i guess yeah right why not um thanks appreciate it i'm gonna yeah. make this extremely popular now yeah that <laughs> do a good job love when that happens um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's the, that's the very odd history 
of uh, a guy with just like pretty much the most standard issue like superhero starting backstory ever and then it just goes goes to some some strange uh clone related places somehow we always end up at clones i mean comics love comics love a clone they love a clone um i know you said you did not read any comics um i know you read you read at least a comic Oh yeah, I saw I, I saw did. a picture on uh, Twitter. Yeah, you you saw me uncontrollably tweeting about Doug Ramsey. Yeah, um, you know the normal, the normal, the normal thing. Uh, yes, I have a bunch of comics um, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Sounds like a good vacation. All, yeah, um, when I was in Ohio. Uh, my friend and I went to an antique mall, and oh, yeah. there were yeah, um, there were a bunch of vendors there who had like old comics, and I don't like I don't really collect comics. Like I don't usually like seek out old. But if like, they're comics there, issues. you're gonna look at them. Yeah, if they're there, I'm gonna look at them, and there were some really cool ones. Um, so I bought, um, Life Death, which is a, uh, I was kind of excited to find it because it's like a pretty famous X-Men issue about Storm and Forge. Um, I bought, uh, I bought an issue of New Mutants because I was looking at some and I was like, okay, I'm trying to keep myself under control here. I'm only going to buy an issue of New Mutants if it has Doug on the cover. Um... But then I found one that has uh, that cover that I've seen before, <laughs> um, which is all of them yelling at Kitty. <laughs> and Sam's like, get out of here, Kitty, since you think you're so much better than us ex-babies. Uh, yeah. And Kitty's like in the foreground, like phasing through a tree and crying. And I'm like, this yep. is a pretty funny cover. I'm going to get this one. Um, and then... A Turns out to be the issue where um, Amara officially joins the team, um, but also Doug is in it, uh, pre-Cypher Doug, but he and Kitty have, like, a cute uh, subplot where they're, like, hacking into... They play computers together, and I love that. They play computers, they're, like, hacking into Shaw's, like, sentinel project that he's doing, and Doug's like, hey, Kitty, why are you so interested in this? And Kitty's like, no reason. Normal reasons. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Definitely not a mutant, don't worry about it. <laughs> not a mutant, not a superhero. Uh, anyways. Doug's like, um, not my problem. <laughs> not, not my problem. Just I'm just having computers. a good time. Playing yeah. computers with my friend Kitty. <laughs> my good friend Kitty. Um, and then fast forward and Doug's being swallowed by a sentient island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the, far the, we come. Yeah, the the domino meme of like yeah. the guy. Yeah, it's like playing computers Help your with friend my good friend hack, Kitty. <laughs> Help your friend hack into a computer, get swallowed by an island. <laughs> you know how it be. Um, I, um, also found, this was very exciting, a 
the Teen Titans. I'm I'm like holding this up to the microphone even though I don't have video. Um Teen Titans Spotlight issue on Jericho. Oh. Um, from 1986, uh, which I was thrilled about because uh, Jericho was like, that's my boy. Um, and he's, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I just kind of like skimmed through it really quick. But he's on like an adventure in like Amsterdam with his ex-girlfriend who faked her death. I'm like, hell yeah. Comics rule. Um, and then, in addition to all of these fun old comics, um, there were a bunch of new things that came out while I was gone um, that I did manage to get my hands on because uh, I, <laughs> I was driving back from Ohio on a Wednesday and I was like, where <laughs> can I stop to buy comic books? <laughs> You're like scanning, you're like pulling over for gas and then like Googling local comic yeah. shop. Comics near me. Um, so, uh, sorry if there's ASMR. I'm also not facing the microphone. Um, a bunch of like a lot of like first issues of things, like more than I thought there were going to be. Um, first issue of the new Ms. Marvel, uh, series that Iman Vellani is co-writing um, about her navigating being a mutant now while mutants are uh, extremely wanted. Um, that was very cute. Um, it's like her at like her first day of college um, and her like trying to figure out like, I mean how the, she's like helping out the X-Men. She's trying to figure out how to deal with this revelation about herself and also how to like tell people about it. Um, so that was very, very cute. Um, issue one of a new ongoing blue beetle series that I have not had a chance to read yet. Um, but it's by the same creative team that did blue beetle graduation day. And I think is kind of a continuation of that story. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, issue one of Fire and Ice, um, the new Fire and Ice mini where they are living in Smallville. Um, I loved this. Um, the art style is so charming. Um, the whole plot is just about Fire and Ice's relationship, um, which is all I want. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> um, it introduces a couple cute new characters. Um, and also, uh, Martha Kent is there, like, helping them. And it's just so sweet. Um, and the second issue of Magneto, which is where I was posting those Doug pictures. It's still really <laughs> good. It's really good. Like, I really love it. Um, the second issue opens with, um, I mean, spoilers, I guess. Uh, but, uh, Magneto got, uh, has been captured and is, uh, by these people who are trying to convince him to go back to being evil Magneto. 
Um, and he's like, no, I have a responsibility to these kids. He's like, I'm raising a family. Um, and he's like, they're like trying to like brainwash him. So the issue like opens with him having this kind of like dream sequence hallucination of him fighting like the original X-Men, except while he's fighting them, they keep turning into the new mutants. Oh, uh, no. And his like, um, his like narration boxes are like, yes, I will crush these foolish X-Men. And then like, it keeps having like other narration boxes in parentheses, like, no, that's not what I want. It's like, it's <laughs> so, so endearing. Um, and, I think this is the last. I think this is the last thing. Um, the new Birds of Prey series started, and Ooh. I am obsessed with it. Um, it has there's this very cool coloring style where it's like a little bit washed out in a way that makes it look kind of uh, vintage, like Silver Agey. Um, it looks rad. The art is gorgeous. Um, so the team is Dinah, Big Barda, uh, Cassandra Kane, Harley, and a character named Zealot, who I'm not very familiar with, but I think is a like originally a Wildstorm character. Um, okay. But... Um, Barda and Cass have this, like, super cute dynamic in it where, like, uh, Dinah recruits Cass for the team first and then sends her to, um, go get Barda, uh, and, uh, Barda keeps calling her, like, small bat, um, <laughs> which is adorable, um, and there's a... <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm sorry to everybody who I'm explaining this issue to. I just got really excited about comics. Um, no, it's okay. A, You're explaining it to me specifically. Everybody else yeah. can sit back and wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a scene where Cass is trying to convince them that they need to let uh, get Harley to join the team. Um, and like we see a flashback to like this story she's telling about Harley. And then it cuts back to the group of them. Um, and they're all like, that wasn't, you like barely said anything. That wasn't really a story. <laughs> um, and then as they're all like talking about it, Bart is like, do not feel sad, small bat. Stories are not your strength, but you have many other strengths, such as putting men in comas and being very quiet. <laughs> this is so good. I love them. I love um, it. So, love that. Very excited to read more of that. Um, yes, that's everything. Um, very, very exciting time. Very um, exciting moment for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is all that I had to say. Um, if you want to keep up with us, uh, on social media, you can follow us at Capes and Japes on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and or Facebook. Uh, we have an email address if you want to ask us anything there, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server that we are hanging out in. It is a, a cool 
a cool, fun place to vibe. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get uh, bonus content, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you don't feel like doing that, but you want to help out the show in another way, leaving a rating and review is very cool and appreciated. Uh, telling a friend about the show if you think they might want to hear about it. And uh, just coming back and joining us, as you've done once again today. So thank you for being with us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, in 1899, the streets of New York City echoed with the voices oh. of Newsies, peddling the newspapers of Joseph Pulitzer, William Randolph Hearst, and other giants of the newspaper world. <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> um that was very good i did also um i accidentally closed discord while i was closing a bunch of tabs so i didn't realize until i was like is briar just taking a long time to think of the episode close and then i was like oh no i did hear the little badoop and i was like Ah, oh, damn. Well, I'm just gonna keep reading. <laughs> no, yeah, that that was correct. You might have to uh, cut out me going, oh, as I realized what I had done. Um, but thank you for <laughs> the bit. It was a very good bit. <laughs> me scrambling, googling Newsy's 1992 script as you're doing the outro. <laughs> just like, oh, shit. God, God bless. God bless.